Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Vincent Price. Welcome to the Trailer Blazers Halloween episode. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. "'Tis some visitor,' I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. Only this, and nothing more. Hey, somebody in there? I would like to come in here. You there? No, there's no one home. Go away, you stupid bird. This is my raven here. Listen, why don't you be a nice chap and let me in? Wouldn't that be nice to do? I'm trying to read a classic terror poem by Edgar Allan Poe, and I'm waiting for a real raven to show up and say never more, not whatever you are. I, last time I checked, I was a raven, my raven, over here. Uh, anyway, getting back to it, ah, distinctly I remember, it was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow, vainly I had sought to eat. You're still here, I thought I told you to leave. Uh, why don't you just, uh, go about your podcast or something? Oh, all right. As I mentioned, this is the Trailer Blazers, and I'm Nick Kelly. I'm not actually Vincent Price. I'm sure I confounded and confused you with that perfect impression. Wow. wow. And, and here I was thinking I had Vincent Price on the podcast as a guest. Ben, is that you? I thought you were Jerry Lewis turned into a raven. <laughs> uh, you know, I was uh, I was channeling my inner Jerry Lewis. Well, we all need to get in touch with our inner Jerry Lewis every now and then. I always have this line by Jerry Lewis, uh, I got a prostate the size of a honeydew. <laughs> he just always makes me think of Professor Frink from The Simpsons. Yes. Uh, you said your name was Nick Kelly. My name is Ben Moon, and we do this podcast as a hobby. We do. Well, we don't get paid, and so, therefore, we don't owe anyone anything. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, so we're here to talk to you about things like trailers and uh, happenings and uh, whoosie what's it's yeah and since it is that halloweeny time of year though by the time you're hearing this it will be first november and almost time for turkeys uh i want to know ben did you watch anything this week perhaps halloween themed what we done had watched this past week you know the only thing i have watched is the inside of a vr headset my friend uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about that more in video games. We will. I've not watched any shows this past week, though, but I see that you've watched several things here. Yeah, so last weekend I was at my cousin's and we watched, we did a little uh, Halloween movie marathon. So we watched my cousin's favorite, which is Trick or Treat, which is like a little anthology movie where it cuts around. There's a, a real fun story with Anna Paquin and... Uh, it was kind of like, it didn't take itself very seriously, like kind of Crypt Keeper-y. So that was kind of fun. And then we watched uh, Fright Night. Not the not the 80s one with Prince Humperdinck from Princess Bride. The one from 2011 with Colin Farrell and uh, David Tennant and Anton Yelchin. Um, that's a fun movie. We, we like to watch that every couple years. And then we watched my favorite uh, black and white monster movie which is creature of the black lagoon and i i said of even though i know it's from and i say of every time so everyone can deal with it <laughs> i i am dealing with it quite well i i i will be able to go to sleep tonight and, and everything and i watched right before we started recording a certain show that has returned uh that we've been waiting on here at trailer blazers a little sci-fi show you might have heard of called the mandalorian the mandalorian did you get a chance to watch it? No, I am starting it tonight after the podcast. It's the best thing I've ever seen. Uh, it's, it, it, I don't want to talk about it because I'll I don't want to say anything. But I'm gonna I'm not gonna come down off of this Mando high for a while. Like this could get me through 2020. That's how good this this premiere episode was. <laughs> I heard it's been, I heard it come out swinging. It's awesome. I I like yelped several times in, in excitement. <laughs> 
Oh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. And they're and they're releasing it just once a week. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, well, that is, uh, I can't wait to start that, and I'm sure most of the folks listening to this podcast are also going to check that out this uh, this coming up week. Yeah, you text me. You text me once you watch it. You let me know. Direct text. Text Nick. Uh, Nick, let's talk a little, a little about the new news. Yeah, we got a couple uh, little tidbits this week. Not, not, not too many, but a couple big things. Big things. So, first big thing, uh, Ubisoft has signed a deal with Netflix to do live action stuff, animated stuff, and anime stuff uh, for Assassin's Creed. Now, what do you think this is? I. I haven't followed this too closely, but like, what do you think this is going to focus on? Multiple characters throughout different eras, or hard to tell. I think a lot of it depends on the showrunner, uh, because you're going to have what Ubisoft wants, and then also what the showrunner wants to do. There's a lot to choose from. You could bounce around in different time periods. That actually might be kind of fun, where you have somebody that has ancestry on in Europe, and then also Asia, or the Americas or whatever. So there's a lot you could pull from. I don't know if they're going to pull directly from the video games or go with an original storyline like they did for the movie because they focused on Spain in the movie that came out in 2017, I believe it was. And so obviously there's no there's no Spaniards in the games. Uh, never, None of the games took place in Spain, but that's where that happened. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see as it unveils, and eventually we'll talk about the trailer. Uh, we will. Um I just hope that they give it a better treatment than we got for like Castlevania season, like season two. Oh yeah. Uh, Cause you know, it just wasn't very good. Uh, here's what I want. I want something t- to the tune of a, a Castlevania season one, episode seven, which if you've ever seen those, you know, it's the best. It's awesome. The whole episode is just crazy and awesome. That's what I want. That's what the people want. We'll see if they give it to us. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not an Assassin's Creed guy, so it's really probably will get by me, but hopefully it's it's good for those of you who will partake. So then the other piece of news we had here was Oscar Isaac has been cast, ladies and gentlemen, as Moon Knight for Disney Plus Moon Knight series. I'm fanning myself. I'm so happy. <laughs> this I this this news came out of nowhere. Uh it is some of the best news. Uh, because we are huge Oscar Isaac fans on this podcast. That's right. Uh, the man is a treasure. Uh, he's so good. He fits that character. Um, I'm so glad it's not uh, Harry Potter. Yeah, or Mark Wahlberg. Or Mark Marky Mark. Uh, this is just so perfect. I think it's going to be great. Can't wait. I hope we have some guest stars, some guest who's. I can't wait. I'm really excited about this. I love Oscar Isaac. Obviously, he's in Drive. I love everyone that's in Drive. They 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 all have a special place in my heart forever. Everyone in that movie, and uh, I love obviously Moon Knight. And I I feel like Moon Knight is is a a character that actors would love to play because of the uh, disassociative identity aspect of the character. So you get to play several different characters while playing one character, which yep. is is great. So. So previously on this podcast, we have talked about wanting Moon Knight, haven't we? Yes. Yes. Uh, do you think that other characters will be introduced in this show? And and by that, I'm talking about Ghost Rider. I think Ghost Rider will show up in one of these new things in some form. I just I, he could pop up anywhere. Moon Knight would be a good one because it's a darker character. So and he's out at night all the time, and there's like similar tonality there with Ghost Rider. But I could see them like putting Ghost Rider, and I mean anywhere really, because Ghost Rider has so many different forms too. He does. He but like he's a street level type of hero, anti hero, and yeah. you know like Moon Knight sort of fits in the same world as Daredevil and Luke Cage and all them. But like Ghost Rider is kind of doesn't fit but in a good way he's sort of wild 
And yeah. he's kind of like you with any Marvel, like if you put him in the Avengers, you put him in street level stuff, you put him in Spider-Man. He's like doesn't really fit, but it's kind of fun to think about him being there. That's why the whole uh, Ghost Rider in space thing worked is like you never would have put this character in space. But for some reason, it's kind of off the wall and it works. Yeah, Ghost Rider's like the Punisher where he's doing he's doing the same he's got the same end goal as the good guys, but the other good guys don't like how he gets there. Right. Yeah, so uh anyway, Moon Knight, very excited, probably coming in what, twenty twenty two, maybe? Yeah, that's what I would guess. Yeah. They're starting filming in November, so uh alright, so that does it for the new news. Uh that brings us to a very short future blazers. <laughs> The future, foretold. Yeah, I don't have any predictions, so I'll just let you go right into yours. I've got one prediction that I've added to our list. I think that maybe even before the year 2025, someone will again try to do a short-form streaming platform, a.k.a. Quibi 2.0. They probably won't call it Quibi, but something, almost the same thing as Quibi, they're going to try it again. If not by 2025, then by 2030. Why would you do this to us? Why would you do this to us, unnamed person? I sort of think about this like uh, if you remember the video game streaming service on Live, which was basically Google Stadia, that was ahead of its time, and then you know it didn't make it. It went it went uh, defunct, uh, and then they and then now they're here doing Stadia. So you have this idea, and it just. You know, maybe it was ahead of its time, and then somebody wants to invest money in the future. So I think this is going to happen again. So you think it was just like the first outing was just the bad seed, and but there's a there's an idea there that will permeate. I do. I think I think they'll have they'll tweak it somehow, perfect it, whatever. But I think it might come back. Well, if it comes back in a way that's good, that's fine. But yeah, Quibi certainly wasn't it. <laughs> wasn't it all right so that's my prediction uh let by the way let us know if you have any future blazer predictions blazer fans i think those people like basketball <laughs> anyway <laughs> let's talk about the question towns the questions tomes oh man yeah this one comes from the internet it's i un, unidentified source it was in like a tile that was sent to me by Kevin, but I like the question and it fits for Halloween. So I don't know the author of this question initially. It's just like an internet meme. So this one comes from Kevin from the internet. And it's, you are a mummy that has been buried for 3,000 years and your tomb has recently been opened. What curse do you unleash upon these mortal fools? You have a good answer. Why don't you give yours first? Okay. So, I was thinking about this, like, what kind of curse would I do, and, and do I want to, because if, am I alive now, and I get to live in the world? Because at first I was like, maybe I'm going to make everyone watch a Steven Seagal movie every day, and then I was like, wait, no, because if I'm still alive and kicking as a mummy, I don't want to be in a world where people are constantly watching Steven Seagal movies. But then I was like, what would be funny, and kind of, like, also horrifying, but also not debilitating? And I landed on, everyone can hear everyone else's thoughts for one full year, but it works intermittently. So it's not a constant barrage of, you can hear everyone else's thoughts. It's just for one year, you'll randomly hear someone else's thoughts. And it, and it's it's not based on what they're thinking, it's completely random. So you'll be sitting there next to your friend, and your friend will be like, man, I really want some tacos in their head. And you'll have heard that, and you'll be like, oh, thank God, it was a benign one. But you might also be at, like, the DMV and some guy's like, I'm going to steal this guy's wallet when we're done in line here. And then, you know, stuff like that. Or you'll hear, like, gross stuff or, you know, people who don't like you, who are pretending to like you, or vice versa. Uh, you won't be able to hide from your crushes. All that kind of stuff. <laughs> but will you also, could you also see images like, you you see this image of this person who like did a Stouffer's lasagna but put pieces of American cheese on top of it as, <laughs> as well. You can now. That's part of the curse. And you're Benson. just like, why am I seeing this this tomfoolery, <laughs> yeah, to, this skullduggery? You have to watch everyone else's cringe. 
<laughs> uh, that's a pretty good curse. I kind of dig that one. So that's my curse. So my curse might also be a blessing in disguise. <laughs> that, that's like asking somebody, "What's your greatest?" Uh, weakness. Ah, oh, well, I work too hard, but it's also my exactly. greatest strength. <laughs> so I said, social media sites break and they can't be put back together for during an election year. So for the entire year, the code gets scrambled. Nobody can start new ones. They can't fix the ones that are broken. And so we just have to go without social media for an entire year. And it's every four years during an election. <laughs> oh, no. What will we do? How will we get by? I know, I just, uh, so it's a little bit of a blessing in disguise, but also it's a curse because, you know, you won't be able to to go into your white supremacy Facebook group. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, or or your or for, for your other folks, for the Antifa uh, Facebook groups. Oh, yeah. Boy, I just, I, you know, I deleted uh, Facebook from my phone, and just, I really don't have any desire to scroll on it. Um, I don't get on Twitter, so... I I deleted Twitter off my phone. I only go into it if I get notifications emailed to me. Um, so I don't use Twitter. I barely use Facebook. I I really only use it for checking Hot Toys because they post stuff there on their page. So I use it for that. And Instagram, I I'm I'm on Instagram a lot, but I I don't, you know, I don't do too much. On there, I just look at, at pictures, and I, I don't even text that many people anymore. You know, it's you like just, I'm trying to limit my yeah. screen time. Yeah. So you just look at it. Would you say you just look at it? Oh, would you look at that? <laughs> I set it down now, and I put it away. I I use it less lately. I've been like reading books and stuff. That's good. That is good. Yeah. Um. All right. So that does it for the question times. But let us know what uh, curse you would uh, put upon all these people. I can't wait to hear the answers for this one. Uh, it's going to be a fun one, I think. Yeah, I can't wait. So that brings us to the new new. New 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 new. New new. New new. Trailers, folks. We have, how many do we have here, Nick? We have a, not quite a Dazeen. We have an Adele Levine. An Ale- yeah, an Adele Levine. Uh, so let's hear, let's start with this first one here. The Midnight Sky starring George Clooney. Yeah, I, uh, when I opened this up, I thought that this was going to be a theatrical movie, which I sort of think maybe at one time it was supposed to be, because it looked like it had a higher budget than Netflix movies usually do. I agreed, yeah. And then, uh, we got George Clooney, who's pretty great, and he's directing as well, and starring in it, and I like, I like George Clooney a lot. Um, not all of his movies are great, he's, he's got some some boring ones like the american which i wanted to be good so bad but it's not but you know he's got like old brother where art thou and uh up in the air which are two very very good movies and this is a sci-fi movie with george clooney and i can't i can't wait it looks like the there's a spaceship with felicity jones in it and it was off doing some space mission and it was coming back and earth is all wrecked and so george clooney's trying to be like hey don't come back here it's all wrecked go somewhere better and that seems to be the premise of this cool-looking George Clooney sci-fi movie. So I actually thought this was a really well-cut trailer because I thought, hey, what if instead of him getting a message to these people that Earth is wrecked, what if they already knew that Earth was wrecked when they left and that they have to go find a new place to live, but George Clooney is seeing signs of a reversal of the wreckage and it's going to be inhabitable again and they can come back. I wonder maybe if that's, that's it. Maybe that's the message. So... Because they kind of leave you like you don't know, I thought, well, they cut this trailer pretty decently. Yeah, they didn't tell us the message in the trailer, which is pretty great. And uh, this comes out December 23rd on Netflix. I will be watching this on December 23rd on Netflix. The trailer was that good. I really want to watch this. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, this is a this is a story that uh, is worth watching, I think. Plus, I never even heard of this until the trailer came out this week. Which is weird that it got by me, and to have it actually look good and interesting, having not heard of it, that's that's wild. Uh, don't you like a good surprise in 2020? I like a good surprise in 2020. Yes, a good surprise universe. Don't don't twist my words and <laughs> monkey paw me some horrible new thing for November now. <laughs> don't monkey paw me. <laughs> <laughs> don't monkey paw me. Don't you monkey paw me 2020? 
I didn't make no wish. <laughs> that might be the the uh, <laughs> the title of this episode. They always just spring up. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we'll check out Midnight Sky. We'll let you know how it is. And then we had a trailer for Saved by the Bell. This is the official reboot trailer. Screech from Saved by the Bell stabbed the guy in a bar by my house. <laughs> Did you know that, Ben? What did he do? He stabbed a guy in a bar by my house. Screech from Saved by the Bell, Dustin Diamond, who played Screech, stabbed a man with a knife in a bar by my house. And not just by my house. It's literally a 15-minute walk from my house. When I go jogging, my end point when I jog is is one block away from the bar where Screech stabbed a guy. Screech stabbed a guy. <laughs> with a knife that he had, apparently for stabbing people. Yes, yes. Screech had this knife on him. And and with the design for stabbing people, apparently, because that's what he, he employed it for. Once it has left its sheath, it cannot be returned until it has spilled blood. Oh, a Dune reference. I, I, I understood that reference. I, I understood that reference. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> this is... This exists. Um, I, I, okay, let me tell you this. I hated the original. Even when I was a kid, yeah. me too. I, 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 I thought Saved by the Bell is cheesy garbage. I hated it. I didn't, I didn't understand why people liked it as a kid. Okay. I, like as even like a preteen, I was like, why do people watch this? What is appealing about this? This is terrible. Have you guys seen Family Matters? Maybe you should watch some quality television. A hundred percent on board. Yeah. And so I don't, listen, I'm not offended by that this exists. I know a lot of people like Saved by the Bell. Um, do I, I don't care that this exists. Who? And then I ask, who is this for? I think this is for people, and and I don't like Saved by the Bell, but I understand this. So this is for people who uh, liked Saved by the Bell as a kid, but they understand that it was cheesy and bad now as adults, and they're like, oh yeah, that was dumb, but I liked it anyway. Uh, based on this trailer, this is basically a send-up of, of that because it seems very self-aware and everything it's doing, all the jokes are very self-referential. Like they're making fun of A.C. Slater sitting backwards on the, on the chair. So it kind of reminded me of something specific and dang it if I should have wrote it down when I thought about it before because it has gone from my mind. Oh, no, it's the Brady Bunch movie. Uh, the Brady Bunch movie, when the Brady Bunch movie came out, with the one with Shelley Long and, you know... Yep. When that came out, that was a send-up of the Brady Bunch series. It, it didn't take itself seriously. It made fun of the cheesy stuff from the Brady Bunch series, like the asphalt and... I mean, not asphalt, the astroturf. Turf, yeah. Like, they referenced all that stuff in the movie. This is that sense of humor. So they're taking the Brady Bunch movie and applying that kind of sense of humor to Save by the Bell, I think. Because it was making fun of itself. It wasn't. It wasn't taking itself seriously in any way, so... I imagine it's going to be very self-referential, and if you were a fan of Saved by the Bell, but you understand that it was cheesy, this will probably be pretty good. I don't care because I didn't like Saved by the Bell. I, I only remember one episode, seeing one episode. So, not for me. Like, if you bring back Urkel, I'm there first day. I'm in the front row. I got my little pendant, and I'm waiting for Urkel. Uh, but not not this one. Yeah, no, not uh, not even remotely interested. Uh, they, they bring back all, all the old cast... Uh, who look like, you know when you get sick, sometimes you have to take a steroid and your face gets puffy? Everybody kind of looks <laughs> like that. Yeah, except notably, one character was missing, and it was Screech. <laughs> Why was he missing? Probably because he's off stabbing guys in bars. <laughs> in Wisconsin. Yeah, in, in Port Washington, Wisconsin, where Step by Step took place. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I can't believe I got the... Uh, the song right because because literally the words step by step day by they're literally in the theme song and i sang the wrong theme song last week the thing is though is that the theme song for full house family matters and step by step are basically all the same exact song <laughs> basically are <laughs> so really i are. confused them myself as well so i and and it's always you always end up singing the full house theme song <laughs> they, they all all uh, roads lead to the full house theme song it's the exact middle of all of the the uh, TGIF theme songs. That's exactly right. All right, so let's let's go to this next trailer here, which is Black Narcissist. This is actually the second trailer for this, and uh, this features a bloody slap. It does. This is a this one gave a little bit more of an idea of what was going on with for these sure nuns that are trying to start a convent in uh, 
in the Himalayas, and we got Jim Broadbent, we got Gemma Arterton, and uh, it looks like it's kind of creepy, but like I don't think it's a it's not a horror movie. It's uh, like a ser- I think it's a limited series, but I think it's just yeah three three them episodes versus the area that maybe isn't that interested in them being there, like the locals and the elements uh, and just like the culture shock and. It looked pretty interesting to me. I don't know. It depends. Because it might be kind of a downer show series. So, like, it looks good. And, like, I like the cast. Like, I like Gemma Arterton and Jim Broadbent. But, like, we'll see how this year goes, you know? <laughs> we really don't need any Debbie Downers. Uh, there's th- This uh, f- definitely fleshes it out more than the f- than that first trailer. There's a whole lot less sassy times in this trailer. So, it... It makes me think, like, the first trailer you watch, and you're like, is this just sassy Tom nuns? And then this trailer, it's like, okay, there's a lot going on here. And I will say, the cinematography in this is really pretty great looking. Oh, yeah. I want to see all that Himalayan mountain stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I I probably will not end up watching this. But if you check it out and you tell me it's good, it, it might be something I, wa- I watch. I don't know. We'll see. I'll, I'll check this out. Maybe it depends if if the uh, if America changes in a way that I find uh, <laughs> beneficial to me, and I start to be happy all the time instead of always scared of everything and and depressed, then uh, maybe I'll watch it. And I'm you know I'm not saying specifically what I'm referring to, but I'm pretty sure you can figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's look at this next trailer here, which is Godzilla Singular Point, and this is a Netflix anime. This was an Asian trailer. Yeah. This, uh... Netflix has done a couple Godzilla animes that were not very good. Not very good. But this isn't by the same guys. This is a different team. Yeah, Toho Animation? Yeah. Uh, my My cousin has been, like, a gigantic Godzilla nerd since he was three years old. So, through osmosis, I've become one. And I know a lot about, like, old Godzilla stuff and... I'm a Godzilla fan. And my very favorite thing in all of Godzilla is from Godzilla vs. Megalon, which is my favorite Godzilla movie. And there's this robot. It's like an Ultraman-type robot mm-hmm. called Jet Jagar. And I have, like, a Mondo t-shirt of, of him and all that. Like, a Mondo poster with him on it. He's my favorite of all of Godzilla. In this trailer, my cousin did not tell me this when he sent me this trailer. Jet Jagar is in this trailer. He is, he is very much in this trailer i was watching it before in my living room and i i screamed out loud <laughs> i was like gah I, I gasped and i was like jet jagar <laughs> and jess just started laughing from the other room but uh yeah so i i freaked out when i saw that i never expected in a million years he would be in anything ever again because it was such a the the story with him is that they were trying to create like a spin-off character like an ultraman type character but he ended up only... Because it was supposed to just be a Jet Jagar movie. And uh, Toho has lost confidence. And we're like, well, we'll make this a Godzilla movie and he'll just be in it. So that was really the only thing that he was ever in. Was Godzilla vs. Megalon. But I just... He's so cheesy and he kind of looks like Jack Nicholson as a robot. And it's, everything about it is great. And then to see him in this... I'm 100% watching this, this anime when it comes out. Yeah, I think I'll check this out too. Uh, Toho Animation or Toho Company, what it, you know, the company that made this is the same company that made uh, My Hero Academia, which is really good, uh, good animation, fun, and so I'm thinking the animation on this will be pretty good, and hopefully the story. But there's lots of monsters in here, which is what we want. I'll tell you what we don't want is uh, Mecha Godzilla being a stupid city. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which is which was in one of these previous Netflix Godzilla movies. They were just really a letdown. I, I think they were just a letdown, man. I agree. Uh, I'm I'm a fan of the uh, of the Godzilla movies up to the end of uh, the second era. I know the first era is the Hesai era, and then there's the second era. I, I forget the name sometimes, but uh, the ones with like Godzilla versus Biollante and Space Godzilla. Like, all the designs of stuff in those movies was really good, and the Hesse era is, like, the classic era. So, if they're taking cues from those, I'm, I'm super into it, because, like, Jet Jagar and stuff. So, I, I just want to see it. I want it to be good. I, I want this to be good as well. I, I, I always am welcoming any kind of uh, kaiju movie, 
Uh, I love giant robots. I love kaiju. I always want good stuff there. Agreed. Me too. Yeah. Uh, all right. So then we have a trailer for Stardust. Uh, this is a movie about David Bowie. So I am a gigantic David Bowie fan. I love David Bowie. David Bowie deserves more than this movie can give him. I'm not 100% sure what that means, but I know that he deserves more than this. Yeah, this looks like an indie flick. Yeah, it it doesn't look like... Like, if you're going to make a movie about David Bowie, you need to think about it for... You need to think about it for two years before you start to write it. And then you need to rewrite it a bunch of times to make sure it's perfect. And then you have to spend a long time casting everything and make sure everything is perfect. Because I'm going to be super judgmental. Because I love David Bowie. You know, I, I like David Bowie. I don't really know that much about him. I've never read anything about him or whatnot. Um, and so I wonder, is this... is This is probably not the right way to learn more about him. No. David Bowie is a man who left the earth better than he found it. You know, he, he worked very hard to make other people's lives better. So he's a good person. And I just feel like, like if you're going to make a David Bowie movie, you have to put in the, the effort, you know? You can't just make a quick David Bowie movie because someone can do a kind of good voice impression. Right, exactly. So we'll see what the critics think about this, maybe, yeah. before we even consider watching it. Uh, then we have a trailer for Love, Weddings, and Other Disasters. To sum this one up, this was sent to me by our friend Jay, and he said, I think the other disaster is the trailer. <laughs> uh, this is a Saban movie, and guys, Saban must have more money than we can possibly imagine, because every week, half of our trailers are Saban films. Yeah, I feel like there was a period, like, he made the Power Rangers and stuff, and then he disappeared for a long time, and now he makes one movie per week. It feels like that. It absolutely feels like that. This movie also, this is one of those movies that they make every couple years, where, like, the last time they made it was the one with Alec Baldwin and Meryl Streep. I think it was called It's Complicated or something. But this time we got Jeremy Irons and uh, Diane Keaton, and also Maggie Grace from Lost and Taken. That's right. This um, this trailer is not cut very well. I will tell you that. There's a scene. Um, Andrew Bachelor's in this. There's a scene where he is apparently one of those tour guides that stands on the bus, like the open top buses that drive around L.A. or New York or whatever. And he's talking. He's off the bus and he's talking to these three women. And the the conversation is completely out of context. We have no idea what the context is. Their com- conversation makes no sense. They talk about Cinderella. Uh, this girl has a neck. She has a neck tattoo, and then you're and you're like, what? Why, why was this scene even shown? Is uh, is this a romance story about several different people? And maybe uh, I'm guessing Andrew Bachelor. This is the this is what I make of it. The best I can make of it. Andrew like a Bachelor. Love Actually type situation. Well, I was just thinking like Andrew Bachelor is literally a bachelor in this movie and is looking for love and meets just different women around the city or something and this was just one instance where he was talking to several women or, or something i don't know that it's there's no context Give, who cut this well the problem that they did also the same problem with cutting it is that they put the names of the actors at the end i spent the entire time going is that maggie grace from lost and then i had to wait until the end where it was like maggie grace and i was like okay it, it's shannon from lost so i didn't pay attention to a lot of it because i would like she had different hair but her face is very recognizable so that's where i spent my time in this trailer trying to figure out if it was maggie grace and then it was yeah this just doesn't look good um i mean it's not for us but still it just doesn't look good no just watch love actually if you want to watch this movie yeah pretty much uh okay so then we got a trailer for alice in borderland uh this is a netflix movie this is a japanese uh not a movie this is a japanese series yeah, this is a series on Netflix about, well, it's about a game that people are trapped into playing, which is one of the the recurring themes for the past couple of years of movies. Uh, there was that movie with, like, Dave Franco a couple of years ago or something where uh, it was, like, in time or something like that. I don't know. This is one of those movies, but, I mean, the aesthetics of, like, the Japanese stuff looks cool, but 
Not enough to make me want to watch it. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of very Japanese story elements in this. It looks very Japanese. I mean, if you've seen like anime stories and that sort of thing, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. But also, why does everything filmed in Japan have the same non-cinematic look? Like it all the look is all the same. It's like they put the same filter on it or whatever. It just always looks the same to me. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, it's probably um. A backing money thing like Hollywood has ridiculous amounts of money to put into their cameras now so we probably have a different setup here so Hollywood movies always look slightly different uh, you see slow creep ups in other in other countries like India is getting pretty good at special effects they're they're uh, not quite where like a company like ILM which or like Weta which are probably the two best are at but they're getting better and you can see the progress and as the as the effects change so too do the cameras so it's just like this creep because i feel like we were our movies were like this in the early 2000s or the late 90s where they all had this weird filtery look you know uh for a while Zack snyder was was popular for some reason and and everyone was making it, their movies look like Zack snyder movies now a lot of Bollywood action movies look like Zack Snyder movies. It's just a thing. It's like this weird ripple effect. Yeah, you're right. I do see the influence there in Bollywood looking like Zack Snyder movies. That's a, that's right. Yeah. So you know, it just it's like these little waves that go out from from Hollywood. And yeah. They go around the world and then they they take things from you know Hollywood's not like the original. You know, they're not that original. They they steal stuff from from other places all over the all the time. You know, they always remaking foreign movies and p- pushing them out as new American movies. But the, the same thing, you know. So they it's sort of a give and take between all these different uh, filmmakers. You know, in the end, they're all just remaking Kurosawa movies. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right, so then we have a trailer for Into the Labyrinth. This is what I like to call an old man thriller, which is where a actor who was like an Oscar-winning actor or uh, like a really renowned actor starts doing a bunch of thrillers that are uh, where they don't have to move around a lot and everyone else is running around. <laughs> so this is Dustin Hoffman's foray into the old man thrillers. Yeah, he's he can keep company with Robert De Niro and Al Pacino, and all these guys who are doing old man thrillers. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson still runs around in his though. His run is really weird though. Have you ever seen him run these days? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they always cut the action scenes really jankily, so you can't see what's going on. <laughs> That's right. So uh, my question for this is, why did Dustin Hoffman agree to do this? Does does he need the money, or is he bored? Like, why did he do this? I can't imagine he needs the money. He must be bored. Gotta be. I, if I had Dustin Hoffman money, I would have been retired a long time ago, just chilling on some yacht, you know, catching my dinner or something. It might be for love of the game. Maybe. Uh, so, yeah, this looks pretty uh, Looks pretty cookie-cutter to me, right? Punch press, yeah. Punch 100%. press. That's exactly right. So not, not much more to say about it than that. If you're a big Dustin Hoffman fan, check it out. If not, probably skip it. Uh, unless you're just dying to have another thriller that looks like C- CSI but a movie. Yeah, there better be a Minotaur in that movie. If I if I had to watch Into the Labyrinth and there was no Minotaur, oh. <laughs> uh, we need more Minotaurs in the movies. Uh, next we have a trailer. This is actually my favorite trailer of the week. Um, it is The White Tiger. Yeah, so this is going to be on Netflix. This is a... Uh primarily indian movie it had a lot of bollywood looking influence i'm not sure i'm not sure if it's a bollywood movie i don't think it is made yeah i don't think so it just it had it was a bollywood director that i recognized and uh i just i don't know because if it's a bollywood movie it'll be three hours long and they'll be singing in it but it did look really good this movie had no singing and dancing, or this trailer had no singing and dancing in it. 
Um, and it looks more like a, almost like a cultural commentary on like servants and masters almost. Yeah. Um, and so Indian culture is completely foreign to me, but, but fascinating. Uh, I, matter of fact, I just listened to a podcast, um, about like, uh, the different castes that, the, that India yep. has. And then when they come to America, they still face some of the challenges of this caste system. Cause you have when they hear like their last name. So if you have like, if you have like a tech company, you have multiple Indian people working in the tech company. Some of their bosses might have, they might be a higher caste, but they don't want to reveal that they're lower caste or something like that. And so it's just all these intricacies. So it's like totally foreign to me. Right. I was just gonna say, I see this a lot at work because we, I do uh, international education. So in, uh, on Indian documents, some, sometimes students, uh, will will not have their full name on documents. The, their last name will not be present, or it'll be abbreviated, and it's for that that reason. Uh, let me just go ahead and, and say publicly, I hate this stupid caste system. I think it's ridiculous. I can't believe it exists. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot of progressive people in India that try and do away with it. There's uh, the movie Lagan, uh, the Bollywood movie Lagan, which is about cricket. Uh, there's That's a pretty... I was actually, because the government of India is pretty conservative, obviously, and I was actually surprised with all the regulations that they have that they could, this movie could be as progressive as it was, Lagan, because uh, there was a lot of commentary on that in that movie, which was cool to see. Yeah. So this movie, um, The White Tiger, is about this servant guy, and who is, I guess, come, comes to realize that it's... Uh, that he has desires of his own rather than just to serve these people. And uh, I, I don't know. It gets kind of wild after that. I think it looks like it takes a wild turn, but it looks like it's it, filmed really well. It looks really good. Uh, this director is a good director. Yeah. And, and, and this is cut really well. This, the trailer's cut really well. I thought. Yeah. It's, it just looks good. I'm looking at the, the IMDB page for it right now. And, I've seen a couple of these actors in other Bollywood movies, so I, I, there's people from India. I just don't know if it was made here under American studio supervision or under Bollywood regulation, which I'd be interested to know more about. Yeah. The, I, you know, and two of the other thing in this is the acting looks good. Like, it's not overacted like you sometimes see in foreign films. I'm actually really looking forward to this. I think this comes out in January. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'll definitely check this out. I put it on my list, so I'll check it out when it comes out. When I watch Bollywood movies, uh, it, a lot of times they remind me of American cinema in like the 50s and 60s. So there'll be sometimes they'll have that, you know, the projected acting, like stage acting that, that they would do here in the 50s. And that's why you got the real long run times. And then, you know, then the newer the newer style movies with the sort of Zack Snyder-y action effects it's it's very similar to american cinema it's just the timestamps are all over the place with the influences so it's cool to to look at and like as they get because there's a lot of really good bollywood movies that are better than a lot of american movies like three idiots is a really really good movie and i imagine at some point america will start stealing stuff from them and then we'll have that shift again the waves man the waves are crashing uh all right so then uh we have next up a trailer. This is a red band trailer for Two Weeks to Live. This is on HBO. Yep, and this stars Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones and then a bunch of other English people. Maisie Williams throws up in this trailer. She vomits on a guy. And, you know, um, movies and TV shows never get vomit right. They never get it right. It is, I have, it's annoying to me. I don't know if it's annoying to you. They never get it right. I've thrown up a lot of times in my life. It doesn't look like it looks in the movies. Like we, we listen. Movies are pretend. I get it, but like I'm, I, I can't suspend my belief when they're just spitting something out of their mouth and you're, and it's supposed to be they're throwing up. That's not throw up. Yeah, on Friendly Fire because they watch war movies and people puke all the time in war movies. They just call it throwing soup. It's it's ridiculous. Can, can like do a special effect like like computer animate it. Just have somebody do the motion and, and then make it actually look like they're vomiting. I mean, if you're going to do or, it. I was going to say, or don't, because that's gross. Like, uh, just don't put vomiting in the movie. Just uh, have them off screen making the sound. Yeah, it doesn't add anything. 
Except for except for in Knives Out. Except for in Knives Out. I don't remember that part in Knives Out. It was essential to the plot because she couldn't lie, and if she lied, she would throw. That's up. right. That's right. That's right. That's right. But every other movie. Every other movie. Yeah. Uh, it's like people peeing. Just don't put it in the movie, or put it off screen. You don't have to film it. Uh, all right. So the last trailer we have here is Songbird. This uh, boy. This one. Uh, this is a from Michael Bay. Uh, this is a movie about a yeah. pandemic. Uh, it's about it's about it's about like a, I guess the same pandemic we're in. Uh, we're just gonna go ahead and make a movie about it, and it's in the future, two hundred and something weeks of of uh, quarantine, and uh, over eight million people have died in this. And uh, this is pretty tone deaf. Yeah, this is stupid. Obviously, Michael Michael Bay didn't direct it; he just produced it. But it's in poor taste. It's it doesn't look good. It stars Archie from Riverdale, which, come on, come on, Archie. Um, this is this movie is the poster child for the statement "read the room." <laughs> but also, it's insane to think that this would even be possible because it involves like the government actually trying to lock down the pandemic, which has not been the case. Uh, we seem to really just be pretending that there isn't one. And everyone is doing their own thing. So, you know, I can't suspend my disbelief anymore for these pandemic movies where the government is stepping in and, like, corralling people because the government doesn't even do anything. They don't. Um, and, all and like, this is almost like fear-mongering in a way. That's what our friend Missy said. She's like, it's like, it's like fear-mongering. And, and, yeah, and it's yeah. dangerous because... This is not something that was made too soon. It's 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 made while the thing is still happening. This movie was like funded by like QAnon or something. Uh, it'd be like uh, what's that uh, backdraft? It'd be like watching backdraft while your actual house is on fire. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty apt. <laughs> it'd be like if you uh, live on Pompeii and you start you put in the DVD of Dante's Peak. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, with Pierce Brosnan, wasn't Pierce Brosnan in that? Dante's uh, he was either in yeah he was in Dante's Peak yeah Tommy and Lee Jones was in Tommy Volcano. Lee Jones was in Volcano that's it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it came around about the same time uh, yeah so this is uh, I don't know what else to say about this other than this is just not the right time bro yeah my my note my first note was shut up Archie <laughs> just don't do it all right so that's uh, that was the uh, Levine trailer and uh, that does it for the new new trailers and that brings us to the trailer mailers you've got mail we got some good responses from y'all from our our question last week and we're excited to bring them to you today ben what was that question again if you could develop a streaming service what would it be all right so missy chimed in first and she said i would make one app that has all the different channels from all the different apps in it and i would charge a single monthly bill that varied depending on the amount of apps you wanted included i'd call it cable (laughs) (laughs) Uh, a la carte cable almost yeah we tried cable it didn't work yeah i'm not into cable Uh, i cut the cord like 12 years ago and have never looked back yep uh, Mark said, so this is more of a recommendation than an answer, but the streaming service I would create already exists, and it's called Plex. Plex just takes the video content you already have and lets you make your own streaming service. I'm about halfway through ripping my entire Blu-ray and DVD collection and making them available anywhere for free. It's the best of both worlds. It also looks up to it also looks up the movie info for you, uh, director, actors, etc., and presents it in a nice, clean interface. The only thing I'd change is that I'd make it easier to rip my movies. It's kind of a tedious process. I've been there. Yes, it is. Yeah, I have a, a Mystery Science Theater DVD that I have burned. from. I have two really rare episodes um, that I need to get on my computer because I have all the other ones on my computer, and I don't know how to get them off the disc. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have any disc. The only disc drive that exists in my house is my PlayStation 4. That's it. Mm-hmm. Jess has a, a a disc drive on her computer that has a DVD burner, so I feel like somehow it, it could, if you had the right software, I'll give it to my cousin's husband and he'll do it. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, give it to him. Uh, that computer that she has must be pretty old if it's got a disc drive. Yeah, I mean, mine does too. Ah. Mine's from like 2015 though, so, oh, wow. you know. 
Bridget says, probably a streaming service that only shows all the movies and shows from the 90s and call it whatever. I tried really hard to come up with a clever name, but I couldn't think of anything. I think whatever would be a good name, though. It actually Like, you know, whatever. It reminds me of Cher uh, from... um, Clueless. Clueless, yeah. Yep, yep. And uh, it's perfect because you could do an advertisement and you could be like, what do you want to watch? I don't know. Whatever. It's perfect. It's a good name. (laughs) Hey, did you you have as big a crush on Alicia Silverstone and Clueless as I did? Uh, Yeah, of course. Come on. Who are you talking to? <laughs> Am I a human over here? <laughs> of course you did. All right, so Robo said, I would create a streaming service that offers all the NBC shows for a dollar a month and call it Sparkle Chicken. They took Parks and Rec away from me, and I haven't been sleeping right since. They deserve to lose out on the money. They stole it from us. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like you can buy all of Parks and Rec on Blu-ray, like... I bought 30 Rock on Blu-ray because of Peacock, and I was like, I need to have access to 30 Rock whenever I want. Yeah. But I can't buy Parks and Rec in in one big Blu-ray set. They don't sell it? Not as a Blu-ray set that I've seen. I did not know that. I'll do some further investigation. Uh, Write into us, so, uh, and tell Nick he's wrong. Yeah, let me, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look, so you don't gotta at me. Nobody ever has to at me. I know. I mean, you can, but if you're nice. All right. Kevin said, Costube. While not practical to the general public, a cosplay-focused streaming service chock full of tutorials on crafting, painting, lighting effects, photography, etc., similar to what can be found on YouTube from some of our friends. Coverage of specific events. Really just toss all the long Dragon Con videos on there. That's what we want. And maybe even some of those cosplay competition shows Sci-Fi produced a few years back would be an interesting service for us nerdy, crafty, and or dress-up types. Super niche? Absolutely. But I miss cons, guys. I gotta fill that void. Boy, you ain't lying, Kevin. You ain't lying, bro. Yeah, we had a, uh, a Halloween meeting for work the other day, and I put on my full Indiana Jones costume because I didn't get to wear it at Dragon Con this year. I haven't even thought about costumes. I just... But, uh, you know, Assassin's Creed's coming up, so maybe I'll have something to work on here soon. I just want to say this because I feel like I, it was very clever and that I did. The theme of our meeting was you either had to wear 40s clothes or 80s clothes. So I dressed as a, a character from the 40s who is from a movie from the 80s, and I thought that was genius. And then... Uh, uh, my coworker asked if I had the whip, and I, I leaned back like Han Solo, and I said, I don't have it with me, and no one got it. <laughs> and if they did, they didn't react. But I thought it was very funny. Bunch of muggles. Those... Everyone appreciate my joke. Listen, the nerds, Everybody, most of the people that listen to this podcast are nerdy, and we, we get it. We get your jokes. Uh, we understand the genius behind these things that you do. These muggles don't appreciate you, Nick. Thank you for validating my, my dumb jokes. <laughs> Always. We, we're the dumb dudes. We're not the, the one dumb dude and one smart dude. No, we are the dumb dudes. And if you guys want to validate our dumb jokes, you can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. Or you can and should follow us on Instagram at trailerblazerspodcast. If you want little updates that are basically just... Hey, there's a new episode. You can follow us on Twitter at trailer underscore blazers. But as you heard from before, neither one of us uses Twitter. You can uh, rate and review us if you're feeling extra special and spicy. And if you're feeling spicy, Quick Mickey's going to tell you what to do about it. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. If you, if you write in there, if you go in there, and you ready for us a five-star rating and write a little something nice, and Quick Mickey's going to buy himself an orange wig. And a blue polyester suit. And I'm going to call myself uh, uh, da- David Mickey. Uh, or Mickey Bowie. <laughs> Mickey Bowie. That's what I'm going to call myself. And I'm going to do a little jig. I'll come to your house like one of those folks that you ring the doorbell and they sing you a song. Uh, and then they, or they read your message and they're like, hello, what's your face? I've come to t- give you a message. Stop. And uh, I'm going to do, and I'm going to, this is very important information, stop. And it's going to be like that, but I'm going to sing it uh, under the tune of a David Bowie song. But but remember, I'm Mickey Bowie, not, not David Bowie, Mickey Bowie. 
And that's what I'm just gonna come to your house. That's not really a tip, so just make sure if you if you see me at the door, you open the door, and that's a tip. <laughs> oh, thank you, Quick Mickey. I look forward to your visit. For Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and Screech stabbed a guy in a bar by my house. <laughs> uh, and I'm Ben Moon, and I'm actually vomiting correctly in movies. Happy Trailsers. Happy Trailsers. Welcome back to the video games. Video games. One quarter portion of the show, folks. Uh, we act. You know, there's not a lot of like new stuff that came out, but I want to. I just want to talk about video games uh, because because yeah. you know what your boy's been doing, Nick. Uh, I'm gonna take a guess here, and I think you've been plugged into a virtual world beyond comprehension, guys. We've left your flesh body behind. I I have been leaving my flesh body behind. Uh, our our buddy Adi did not steer me wrong. Uh, I am loving VR. I'm loving it. It is. I mean, you are in that world, bro. It takes you to a different world. It's it's so immersive. Um, I will say. So I bought a couple of games. I bought all three episodes of Vader Immortal. Right on. And it is, it's like nothing else, man. It is one of the greatest video game experiences I've ever had. <laughs> I mean... When you ignite that lightsaber for the first time, and it ignites in front of your own human eyeballs, and you can turn your hand, and the lightsaber moves, and it swishes, it's the coolest thing in human life. It's, it, it is, it is truly living that Star Wars fantasy. I know that going to Disney World is like, and going to... Um, Galaxy's Edge is like I I know that's awesome, but like this, I mean, you are you have the lightsaber, you have the blaster, you are deflecting blaster shots, uh, you are walking around a ship like you can literally walk around a ship and it's all life size. Uh, you're face to face with Darth Vader; he's life size. It, 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 it's unreal. Um, you use the force. I, I skipped ahead and went to episode three like I shouldn't have done and did the dojo. And you can like use the force and throw thermal detonators and use blasters. And so you can have a blaster in one hand, a lightsaber in the other. And just, it is unreal, man. It, it's like, and everything is to scale. It reminds me of, you know how in Rogue One, when Darth Vader appears and he finally has that, you know, the, the sort of reputation that Darth Vader has is, is brought to light. And he's terrifying. When Darth Vader comes out of the shadows in that game and he's just towering over you. <laughs> it's the same kind of thing where it's like, I get it now. Like, I get the, the fear of Darth Vader. Yeah, he's very he's a very imposing character. Uh, so anyway, so I did that. And I also bought, uh, tonight, at the request of Aaron, my wife, she got me to be, buy Beat Saber. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jay, our friend Jay and, and Wendy... Are super yes, into Beat it's Saber. a lot of fun. It's more fun than I thought it was going to be. Uh, so Erin has been liking VR too. She's not really into Vader Immortal. She thinks it's too stressful, uh, but she likes the Beat Saber. Uh, and uh, and I've been and I did some of those 3D movies too, like the 360 movies. Uh, and there's very simple yeah. experiences. Like there's one where you just stand on the streets of Vienna, and they just take you to different points around Vienna. You just get to look around. You're standing on the street. Everything's to scale. It's uh, it's really kind of cool. Yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get one a quest two. I just I have to wait a little bit and pay off a couple things before I I do that. But mostly I want to get it to watch movies in. So if you could like check out the theater aspect of it and and give me a full review on that. I so I'm actually thinking I might watch The Mandalorian on VR tonight. Oh my god! Yeah, do it this episode especially. I was like freaking out and like flailing around and I. It, you know, in in Avengers Endgame, spoilers if you haven't seen it, uh, Avengers Endgame when Cap picks up Mjolnir, and in the theater I was up against the wall so I could do this, but I literally like my arms involuntarily involuntarily rose above my head. I was so excited. I was just like, I was like, does everyone else see on the screen what's <laughs> happening? That is how I felt in this episode of Mandalorian. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for this, man. Um... Canonical form is given to things. 
that I've only ever dreamed about in Star Wars. Oh, wow. Like, I now know what things look like that I've only had to imagine from from novels and video games and stuff. Oh, dang. Wow. That is cool, man. I also have been playing a little bit more Squadrons uh, as well and uh, and Flight Simulator. I've been doing both. Um, so I, I really haven't watched. That's why I haven't watched anything. I've just been playing Vigi games at night. I have one mission left, I think, in Ghost of Tsushima or like one big one. I'm right at the end and I, I did all the side quests and stuff. So I think I'm going to beat the game probably this weekend. And then uh, I'll probably... When you clear an area, it, it it gets rid of all the fog of war on the map. So I'll probably be able to find the the remaining collectibles that I don't have, so I can hundred percent it. But I'm almost at the end. What a what a good game this has been. Do you know how many hours you've spent in there? I don't know because the I, because I pause it and turn off the PlayStation, but it keeps running. So my hour total is wrong. So I'm not sure, but it's it's. Feels like as long as Red Dead 2 was. Okay. So that's a nice little chunk there. Uh, I still got to play that. There's so many games. Yeah, th- this one is not one to skip, no. though. And if you if you don't have time to 100% it, you can do the the story missions and beat it a lot faster than I've been beating it. It's just I'm, I'm doing every nook and cranny and every single thing in the whole game. But the story's really good. I bet this goes on sale on Black Friday, and that's probably when I'll pick it up. I would imagine it would go on sale, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so then uh, we have one piece of news here. Cyberpunk got delayed until December 10th. No surprise here. No surprise here. The thing about this is that maybe I can squeeze in another game before that, you know, that was on my, my backlog. So I'm going to try and... I might play Avengers, the Marvel's Avengers game. Uh, also, I was thinking maybe by some miracle, some PlayStation Fives will become available, and I can play Cyberpunk on the PlayStation Five. So I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, it's delayed till December tenth. That's not that big of a deal. I can live with it. Yeah, if it if it helps with their crunch and not having to do crunch, then I'm all for it. I, I'd say delay it till next year. I mean, I don't want these people. Listen, we are not entitled to this game. Uh, these people should not have right. to ruin their lives to give us this game. Uh, I'll wait. A, I'll wait. A, I'll wait another year. I don't care. Yeah, I mean the thing is, is that it already went gold. So I'm, I know that a bunch of crunching was done, and but they also wouldn't delay it if there was no reason to delay it. So whatever. Yeah. All right. So uh, so that happened, um, and then we have just two trailers that were worth talking about, really. Uh, one is this uh, gameplay trailer for Demon's Souls on PS5. I know a lot of people really like these games. They're not for me, but a lot of people really like them. Yeah, this is we talked about this game before, and it's just like it looks like you know Bloodborne or Dark Souls or whatever. Uh, the graphics in this are insane because it's PS5 graphics. It looks really, really good, and it, it's something about how smooth how smooth the motion is that makes it look so good. But I'm also I'm also, like, there's no reaction animation. When they, he blocks, the sword just, like, goes through the character and he doesn't take the damage. Like, is that because people that play this kind of game don't want the delay and they just want to run through it? Or is that just sort of like that for no reason? I really don't know. Um, I don't know these games very well. I don't, I have no desire to play these. It, this trailer was actually boring to me. The Agreed. gameplay just looks boring. It's just not for me. Um, so I don't know if that's a standard thing for Demon's games, Demon's Souls games. Uh, maybe some of you out there can tell us. Uh, not We really don't not yeah, really, really yeah. care, but whatever. This actually, so this next trailer here is the No Man's Sky Next Generation. And I got kind of excited until I found out that this is for Xbox Series X and PS5 and not for my game on PS4. Yeah, so it's it's like a revamped version of No Man's Sky. There's more stuff going on. It looks pretty. It had PSVR support, which is cool. Like, I bet this would be awesome in VR. Yeah, I think so. I think it would be awesome. But uh, I still don't know really what you're supposed to do in this game. And if it's just exploring, I, I could see that being fun and sort of like stress relief-y, but also you could get bored of it pretty quickly. Yeah, the the exploration part is fun to me and like discovering new worlds. The resource management to me is kind of the deal breaker. 
it's a little too survivally for me. I don't. I do not like survival games. I just do not like them at all. And so that's what I finally realized about Fallout 76 that I don't like. I didn't like it about No Man's Sky. I like all the other features of No Man's Sky, like the ambiance, the music, the going from planets, the space travel. Like that part is fun, but the resource management, like I don't want to dig for hours on end to get resources. It's just, and I don't want to shoot a tree for 10 seconds to get the carbon out of it. Like, it's just, I don't, it's boring. I don't, it's tedious. That's I, So I, I, you know, Ark, I hate Ark. Have we talked about my hatred for Ark? I think it's come up. My, Ark is coming out on Stadia and my friends want me to, they love it. They, they're so excited. And I, I would rather uh, eat a hair and mayonnaise sandwich that sounds really gross. <laughs> yeah, I just hate... I just It's not fun. It feels like work. <laughs> I don't want a game to feel like work. Gaming is the opposite of work. My only exposure to ARK is through Monster Factory, which was a very ridiculous way of playing it, because obviously they just used it to make a terrifying-looking thumb creature and character creator. When I did play it, my character was ridiculous-looking as well. Keeping up that Monster Factory lifestyle. Keeping it up. Uh, so that's really all I've got for video games. You got anything else? Uh, nope. I, I'm curious as to why PlayStation is advertising so heavily right now when they're not allowing us to purchase PlayStation 5s. I don't understand what they're advertising. Like Hype. Hype for what? They won't let us buy one. Why they do that? I don't know. Like They, they had pre-orders for five minutes a month and a half ago, and they have made no apparent efforts to have a new set of pre-orders or something where I can actually get my hands on this, so I don't understand the, the, the money here. Like, what are you advertising? Somebody's been taking a few lessons from Nintendo. I guess, yeah, that must be it. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe you'll get yours soon. Get your pre-order in soon. We'll see. I like to have things pre-ordered. I'm a pre-order guy. Indeed you are, sir. For Trailer Blazers, I'm Ben Moon, and you can catch me in a virtual world. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Nick Kelly, and did I mention that Screech stabbed a guy in a bar by my house? He was right down the street. He stabbed him with a knife. Happy Trailsers. When I go jogging, my end point when I jog is... Armageddon.